0: So Grasso, what makes the perfect pizza dough? What makes the perfect pizza dough? Yeah, that's what, I, that's uh, what I've been really thinking about
1: recently. Um, I mean, like, okay, so dough is a living thing. That's what you have to realize first and foremost. So every pizza dough recipe is going to change just a little bit depending on where you make it, what day of the week you make it,
0: what and why is, why, why is that
1: um, the moisture in the air, the humidity, how much uh, the f- specific flour on the specific day, no two bags of flour are exactly the same. It's not, not, it's a science, but it's not, it's, it's, it has to get tweaked just a little bit. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill. Uh, the water is important. Uh, you know, like if the water tastes like, there's only four ingredients in dough. So if the, if the water tastes like shit, really not going to be great pizza that's why i say new york water
0: is the best for pizza because it's really solid tap water
1: because it's solid tap water everybody it's solid it's consistent um they treat it they've treated it the same way for the last fucking however many years they pull it from they pull it from reservoirs that are actually closer to us than to the city i think or something like
2: that So, so i've also heard like people pizza shops across the country try and bring new york water over to to other states to like help with that process but it doesn't seem to help them so what they feel like there's another ingredient missing from what makes a good pizza
1: so that's that's called a gimmick that's what that's called that's a trap um it's a trap it's, a trap. it's one of those things it's like we have new york water and it's like still gonna have shitty sauce and shitty cheese and shitty toppings if it's a shitty pizza place if they're using that gimmick to get people in the door the product they're putting on top of the pizza is probably not that good and that's what makes the difference is like, you can buy a frozen ball of dough and give everybody the same frozen ball of dough, but it's the sauce and the cheese that really makes the difference and that quality and the time and the effort that you put into those things.
0: So, so Grasso, I give you, I give you what, this is my question. What is your favorite pizza? Not your favorite pizza to make, but your favorite pizza to consume, to consume, Um,
1: so it's, I don't know if like anybody else has ever, if it's like an, uh, I don't know if it's like a downstate thing, but a ZD pizza. So they put like ZD, which is pasta on top of pizza.
0: I've seen this and it's, 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 it's lunacy.
1: Uh, God. Get Get all your
2: daily carbs on one
0: plate. Yeah.
1: You need, if you need a carbo load for a race, have at it. If you have a gluten intolerance, don't even look at it um
0: this <laughs> is pretty much just avert your eyes
1: that's that's up there man that's up there and then like a normal like like a grandma slice like just like cheese on the bottom sauce and then like parm on top Whew. best pizzeria in the United States is L&B Spumoni Gardens everybody listening L&B Spumoni Gardens it's in Brooklyn you can get it square or you can get it round if you want mm-hmm. to top you get a whole. You got to order a whole pie.
0: What uh? What do you prefer, round or square?
1: Uh, it depends. A, a, one of each, please. That's usually what I go for.
0: Corner slice on the square. Or are you a middle slice person?
1: Um, Where, I'm not too picky. I do like a crust on a square, though. I
2: do like a. Crust. I concur. I concur yeah, with that. I, I'm a big corner slice guy I'm Corners, the big squares. I,
0: when we get them at a big family gatherings, I go at least one corner slice, and I try not mm-hmm. to grab all four. <laughs>
2: until everybody else has had four slices Mm -hmm. and then you get the corners
1: exactly you guys gotta really there's this
0: uh it's called detroit style pizza i've heard of this i've heard where they like bake it in a dish boom
1: it is like a deep dish situation but it's like a little rectangle that's i would say three inches by three inches and there's two little compartments it's what they used to keep like the nuts and bolts in
3: so
2: is it like filled with oil, like motor oil? Yeah,
1: they, no, they, <laughs> it's not like they they wash them out before they cook in them. They're like food safe. They don't use them for that anymore. You know, they're like leftover or sur- surplus, if you will. One but is
0: so. Dishes. But isn't a deep Chicago deep dish just a tomato pie?
1: Uh, essentially, yes. But it's di- but a deep dish is so much larger than those Detroit style. So the middle it, it cooks a little differently and it's like all corners. The, the ratio is like the ideal ratio for pizza. It's pretty wonderful. We did a we did deep dish, like a test for like, for parties and stuff. We did a deep dish in a cast iron the other day. So like, if you're coming in with like, I don't know, 10 or 15 people, you just get a cast iron deep dish pizza when you arrive Stuff like that or for like a wedding.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of the Pining Four podcast. I'm your host, Ben Max, with you as always, host, uh, owner of the Broken Clock Corollary. We've got Greg Marcu, owner of the Wieners' Wean Dogs, and Chris Grasso, owner of the Two Beers Too Deep. We're going to be talking to you for about an hour or so, recapping last week and going forward to next week. Got a new power rankings going on today and another interview. Can we believe it? Two, two weeks, two episodes in a row, two interviews. Guys, I got to ask you, is is this for real now? Is this a real podcast or are we just kind of on our training wheels? This feels kind of real, right? Guys, this is it. We're doing it. Um,
1: 10 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. we've
0: We've had requests for interviews. People want to be on the podcast. People want to be on the pod. When I reached out,
1: when I reached out to this week's guest, I was inquiring originally to see if he even listened to the podcast and he was so down he was like, dude, I love the podcast. Can't wait to be on it. I'm so I'm I'm so pumped that everybody's liking it. It's so much fun for us. Uh yeah. come out here every week and just talk about fantasy football. We're talking about fantasy football. Well, about, our friend. about our friends. About yes. our friends. We're talking, yeah, exactly. we're talking we're the smallest pigeonhole. Because you know what? Every time I look on the uh, the oh, uh, what is who's on the waiver? Why, who did, who does Fields Yates think you should pick up? He's been gone for like three weeks in our league already. Why well, am I even reading this Fields Yates article? It means nothing to me. Yeah, it means no. not, the top 10 people on his list aren't even on, on waivers.
2: So it's it's really nice to see such a competitive league and so active. And you know, I think about our podcast too, I think we can officially say we have complete market penetration. All, all 12 members of the league either listen to it or participate in it. So, uh, so that's great.
0: Not, not a good enough not enough good enough reason to use the word penetrate
2: uh, there's always a good enough reason
1: <laughs> that was no that was that was the right word we penetrated the market
0: it's just an aggressive word that's all i'm saying sometimes it's gotta be <laughs> if
2: you know what i mean so yeah so let's uh so what do you think about this fantasy week i mean it had uh quite a bit going for it uh a lot of big matchups a lot of Just kind of like what's going on tonight in the election, Uh, a lot, we think we know who's winning, but we're still not really sure uh, in terms of our league, so uh, a lot can still happen.
0: Yeah, this week uh, was the lowest scoring week on average in the league just just over 100 points on average um there were only five teams above 100 granted those teams did go well above 100 there are also teams that went well below 100 i'm talking about um, myself Ben and uh, and Keegan we and Dale we did not have great weeks um, it was a it was an interesting week it was a it was a week where the people you wouldn't think scored a lot of points Naheem Hines with 20 you know with two touchdowns um, you know the JK Dobbs and Gus Edwards backflip
1: in all of football history i know that's not fantasy related i'm sorry but it is a little bit fantasy related that kid's athleticism is off the charts and i think we're gonna see big things from that kid next week too Do it. Someone uh,
2: unboxed, it. yes uh it was like a front handspring with a twist and he nailed the landing like it, it was really impressive
1: after he scored a touchdown in the national football league <laughs>
2: yeah which is you I'm, know to a 20 point day in fantasy too, which is at best, he's a spot start, you know? So the fact that he scored that much and he was starting uh, means a lot. I mean, it it helped Fitz win. He wouldn't have lost otherwise, but it's still, it's still a big deal.
1: Some, some big news. I mean, people coming back from injury, I'm just going to say Dalvin cook just one time. Um,
2: Oh, we're going to get into one more. I'm sure.
1: Oh, it's just, just welcome back. You know, That was a huge for that for that matchup also a lot of like relatively like Greg was saying a lot lower scoring games and also I feel like last week correct me if I'm wrong last week's average was like 111 points the week before that you know what I mean so we've gone down even further so the league is I don't know a lot of people are hurt it's late getting later in the season a lot of people are getting banged up so I think averages are going down Um, a lot of low scoring games a lot of very tight low scoring games.
0: Yeah, just for reference, the season average for scoring is 113.7. Um, so last week was 13 points below the overall season average, which I think is, uh, is interesting to, to look at as we move forward into the matchups.
2: And that's coming straight from uh, Alba League stats and information, I believe. So, yeah, so with oh, that, yes, well, yes. <laughs> so why don't we go right into the, uh, right into the recap from last week? I'm thinking we'll start with uh, the big X bashers and the moose mayhem. It was, uh, it was uh, mattered a lot to both of them. I mean, it's moose pretends like he doesn't care this whole season, but you know, he does, you know, even though he's embracing the mouth mouth breather, he's trying to win every week. And this one was really close. Uh, Eccles team's not great. Uh, if he, again, if he didn't have DK Metcalf, it would have just been a thrashing. Uh And, you know, there's a lot depending on how McCaffrey comes back, there's a lot of promise to look at in Moose's team.
0: Yeah. And the Josh Allen piece is, is, he's really dropped off of a cliff here. Um, Granted, it wasn't a great matchup against that defense, but, um, yeah, that DK Metcalf, two touchdowns really, really saved him. You know, if he, if he had scored one less touchdown, Echo would have lost.
2: Yeah, and you know it's uh it's actually if you look again at uh, it could have been a much further away game if Eckel had picked the right starters again, which is becoming a running theme with his team. Somehow he wins with choosing all of the uh, he picks all of the worst players to start, and so I mean he he could have done much better this week.
0: Darren Fells, are you out there?
1: It's one of those things <clears throat> watching, watching. Nope. Before. Watching Moose's team this <laughs> Darren Phelps. oh goodness! I'm so glad. Did he drop
0: him this week? Yeah, he's on the wire. He's on the oh, wire now.
1: Fantastic. I mean, Philip Lindsay had a very surprising game this week, um, and he was on his bench. I, I feel like he should have put Philip Lindsay, and I feel like that's the move there um, for sure, hundred percent. And then it wouldn't have even been in question. It was a nail biter. It was really a nail biter. Um, I don't remember if I had Joe coming out this week on top of that but you're right with the Josh Allen thing. He's really falling off a cliff, um, and they really got to pick it up. I mean, for Stefan Diggs, for everybody's sake on that team, they don't have a running game right now. Singletary is looking not great.
0: Zach Moss. Zach Moss with two touchdowns. Moss
1: is looking great, but he's uh, sitting on sitting on Moose's bench. Moose is probably yeah. kicking himself in the butt.
0: I mean, we may be
2: hearing more about Zach Moss in an ad a little later. Uh, but who knows? We'll find out about that. So uh, let's move on to the uh, a game that was really close to my heart. But to be honest with you, it was really the most pathetic game of the week. And that was the, uh, the Broken Clock Corollary, barely eking out a win, 78.7 to 71.25. And like I said, that was just a, a really sad game.
3: <laughs>
1: Oh man, it was the broken crock corollary over here. It felt like I was at a watching like a like a line at a water park and there something was just not right in the water, you know? And just watching this game was it was terrible. It was so sad. Oh man, Carson Wentz is abysmal. Abysmal. That's the right word that I want to use.
2: Um, yeah, well, I mean and Keegan had Keegan only needed like 17 points. To be scored on Monday night for Carson Wentz, and he couldn't even get ten. It, you know, and I, it wouldn't have even mattered if I had gone with my gut and not started Baker Mayfield. But it is what it is. I got lucky, and the Blankenship has a hole now too. So, I'm a little worried about my kicker situation.
0: I mean, Keegan just had King just had a really bad wide receiver week too. That was just sure. it wasn't it wasn't, yeah, like you said, Ben, it wasn't a great matchup overall.
2: Now, the one shining spot was Corey Davis in his first game back in a spot start did quite well.
1: It was kind of disheartening to see because <clears throat> both you and Keegan, I mean, you've been really super hot. Keegan's been doing very well. You're both probably playoff contenders, but this game ugh, is scary to look at, dude. It's scary. Well, I mean,
2: at. Keegan was, I mean, but now Keegan's three and five. So that's a little, it's going to be a little time. I, mean, I know our league is really close uh, and and it could all be next week. You know, he faces Jimmy next week, so we'll see how that goes, but he, it was, it it meant a lot to both of us because we're both in the hunt, and this is, it's interesting to note, uh, I, the Broken Clock Corollary lost their four games of the season, and then they came back and won the next four, so, and it's all, it could all be happenstance, but it could just be the, the schedule kind of evening out, so, we'll see
1: and leveling off a little bit of, of a lot of teams this week. I feel like we saw a lot of actual point production from a lot of these teams because they've mm-hmm. m- managed to make the same amount of points the last three weeks. If we average out, if we average out some of these teams, I'm feeling that like we talked to our stats guys, they can figure that out for us. Um, but a lot of these teams are like averaging out bet- and it's, it's hard to get a lot of points and it's hard to win.
0: Well, also, one thing to look at too is if you look at the divisions right now, they're very split right now. You got, you know, power of rest is really heavy. I'm in dead last in that division. I'm four and four. If I was in the other division, make no senses, I'd be in third place. Like it's that. And so maybe, maybe the Fitz and, um, and I forget who else is in the lead in that division, and Deej, maybe their records are inflated because they've had such a poor division. And we're getting into now, you know, inner division or yeah, inner division play. So maybe that, you know, Fitz and and, and are going to hit some harder teams and have to really um, pull it out and maybe we're going to you know our division will get some more wins because we get to play Moose and Dale usually in back to back weeks.
2: Right. Well, and and it's interesting to note too because uh, the Fantasy Empire do for the rest of the season have the toughest schedule going forward. So we'll see if that evens out a little bit. So moving on uh, to the Spencer Sniffers and the two beers too deep, this uh, was clearly the highest-scoring game. A lot of, lot of points going on all over the place. Uh, Grasso's team crushed the Saks Sniffers, who scored a respectable 103, but Grasso with 152, it just – there was no chance. Dalvin Cook dropping almost 50, so close. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers on top of that, and the Eagles' defense in a spot start getting 21 points. You, it's it's tough to even do anything against that.
1: Mm.
2: Danucci.
1: George, did he go to George, excuse me, George Mason University? James Madison, the other founding father. I was like, I knew it was one of those guys. Um, Yeah, I knew that he was going to fall flat on his face, but I didn't realize he was going to fall flat on his face and then cough up the ball for a fumble recovery and a touchdown. Um, It was great. It was great. That was a spot pickup. I've been streamlining defenses all year. And I usually don't do that. I usually take a defense and stick with them. And um, so far, knock on wood. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to shit the bed this week, but that, that was a huge start for me.
2: Um, Yeah. And also, I mean, on Spencer's team too, he had uh, worse than a goose egg. He had a negative score with his defense, which always hurts.
1: That's, that's always the biggest shot in the foot. But he played San Francisco's defense versus the Seattle Seahawks.
2: Yeah, that wasn't very wise.
1: Without Nick Bosa rushing off the edge, Seattle and Richard Sherman's hurt also, I'm pretty sure, on that defense.
0: I don't know what he was thinking. That's like one of the most boneheaded moves I may have ever. Maybe he didn't look at his defense until after the one o'clock kickoffs, and he was stuck. I have no idea. But you don't play a defense against Seattle. That's just like common sense.
1: I mean, people did show up. His wide receivers showed up. Tyler Boyd had a great game. Devontae Adams will always have a great game. Um, but his running backs lacked this week. He, he, he scored a lot of points. I still think his team is on the up and up. I think still think he has a great shot to win a lot more games. But this was not his week.
0: He just came against the monster that is two beers too deep.
1: Yeah, I got, there was a lot, a lot of luck on the two beers too deep team this week. Downman Cook, back from injury, expected nothing got the best game of his career off of bye week
2: yeah i don't know if he's going to replicate that though so i mean he's still i mean obviously he's still one of the best backs in the league i mean he does have health issues um but it's going to be hard to replicate 50 every week but you know he's the number one so all right so moving on to an um another contentious matchup both teams were kind of tied when they went into this in terms of record Uh, It was the show me a TDs versus the Fitz magic and Fitz kind of like our last game. He crushed Jimmy. It was 98.25 to one four, three point eight five. And, you know, Fitz had a big week from Kamara, Naeem Hines, which is never going to be replicated again. Uh, 20 points, Tom Brady, 20. Kelsey, who's great for it. I mean, just double digits all around. Uh, And Jimmy's team did pretty well, but he ran into a buzzsaw this week.
0: I mean, the, the, I would say the, the guys fits needed to play big, played big. You know, when you talk about Kamara, you talk about Kelsey, you talk about getting great. Brady didn't have a great week, but he did his quarterback job and his, his big players played their week. Jimmy had a great, solid game. He just, you know, sometimes you just get beat by a team that has a really good week. He's, again, it's a very, you know, very similar matchup to, to the Grosso Spencer matchup as well.
2: Yeah. Oh, and you know, it's, uh, if, if Jimmy made even with Jimmy's management, I mean, Kenny Dollar was out and he started him anyways, and he get Galladay threw up the goose egg and you know, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to those things. I, I think it might've been a game day scratch, but he, I think he was doubtful going into that game. So I was curious to start him.
1: Yeah. One of those things fits his team scores an immense amount of points. Um, but if you look at Fitz's bench, if anyone gets hurt, if you play if you play Sterling Shepard instead of Henry Ruggs, which I think you should because um, Sterling Shepard is going to get the ball because he's dependable, and Henry Ruggs is a rookie still, and he's a receiver, and cornerbacks in the NFL are a lot bigger and stronger than cornerbacks in college, and things are hard at first. Um, but I think if Alvin Kamara goes down and – and he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have anyone to fill that hole. His Indianapolis defense isn't going to score 16 points a week. This is a great game for Fitz, and I don't think he's going to... He doesn't have the longevity, but he's going to keep getting the wins as long as his team is healthy.
2: All right. Uh, so we'll move on to the weak side werewolves versus the Vinsaloons. So as every week uh, we ask, did Dale win?
0: <laughs> nope.
2: So... Here we are again. I mean, I'll be honest with you. His team did have a little bit of promise. He did have some good showings. Keenan Allen looked pretty good. Uh, Boston Scott, even though he only scored nine, that's good in a spot start. He, Lamar Jackson ran into again, a, a really difficult matchup with Pittsburgh, but 16.9 against that defense is pretty decent. So even though, you know, you expect Vinny's team to win a matchup like this with Derrick Henry and Russell Wilson and James Conner and Tyler Lockett, uh, and he did, it was closer than it
0: could have been. Go, go, Grasso. I just,
1: it was, it was a, yeah, no, don't, I see you shaking your head here to take a breath. um, I, I feel like things could have been managed slightly different on Dale's team. Um, which would have brought him a little bit closer to Vinny's score. He probably still wouldn't have won. Um, but I had faith in him this week because Boston Scott looked – he looked athletic, very athletic last week. Um, but again, Lamar Jackson, like you said, up against Pittsburgh, that's, that's – anybody up against Pittsburgh right now is not a great play
0: yeah i time. just i just think dale's team just can't put it together even again even if you look at his bench and you see the guys that he didn't start that did better than the starters no one's going to start wayne Gallman. you know that's no one's going to do that when you have Fournette, boston mm-hmm. scott and boston scott with no My, you know miles sanders playing so it's just his team just can't pull it together and that lamar jackson pick i think is going to haunt dale at least until next draft possibly further yeah.
2: Well, I mean, and also he just traded for Deontay Johnson and Deontay Johnson threw up one point I and, mean, and yeah, almost a goose egg. Uh, but, and you know, you're going to start him. So you you need your starters to do better than that. You can't I, win with I that. I think
1: the, I think the moral, the more story here than picking apart Dale's team, which has always been terrible is looking at Benny's team. Mm-hmm. Cause, because, Every other week, Tyler Lockett is only scoring because they switch. Like I said last week, every other week, it's either DK has a big week or Lockett has a big week and they bounce off. And you can't always guarantee that Henry's going to have a 40 point game like he always does. I mean, Nelson Aguilar in the flex throwing up a goose egg is not great. And he doesn't, he has Miko Hardeman to put in that spot. A couple people coming back from a bye. McKissick. Who I'm not really the highest on because he's on the Washington football team, so I don't even look. I don't even, I don't even take that into. I just look at that. I see the WSH, and I'm just like next, next, whatever other team. I don't care.
2: Yeah, no, they're a black hole for fantasy.
1: Yeah, but I think Vinny's team is sliding a little bit. I think he's sliding a little bit. He scored a lot. He scored a lot of points here and there. He's had blips, um, but the consistency is not there.
2: Yeah, I think flex is definitely an issue for him. Uh, his top line starters are so great. And it's interesting you mentioned about Tyler Lockett. You know, when you look at him and DK Metcalf, somehow they're one and two in fantasy football f- for wide receiver rankings. And they're only separated by one point in our league. And like you said, but even then they can put up scores like this. Cause you know, next week he's probably going to put up 30. And then that's how they keep it up.
1: They have two number one receivers.
2: They do. And Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He can cook. So we're going to move on to maybe the most soul crushing match of the week. It was the, uh, the fantasy empire taking on the wieners, wean dogs and you go into this matchup and it was supposed to be really close. Uh, You were looking at maybe going down to the final games to see who would score the final points, but it didn't end up that way. Uh, the fantasy empire almost doubled up the wiener's wien dogs, scoring 112.5 uh, to 62.95. So, uh, Doge, what happened here?
0: So, I made the wrong RB decisions, which is going to happen when your top two guys are out. You know, you're, some weeks you're going to make great calls, some weeks you're going to make bad calls. I made bad calls. Even if I had made the good calls, I still would have lost. My biggest takeaway from this game everyone has a bad week, it's going to happen. It happens to everyone throughout the year. I, that doesn't concern me what concerns me is the implications this going to have in playoff seating moving forward as a 62 point game may really affect my points for going into tiebreakers like we've said throughout all our episodes the league is tight and the, you know scoring 62 points this week instead of 82 points this week could make a difference between a, a five seed or an eight seed you know and, and going into the playoffs so I think that's where the big thing is. Deej had a really good week. Nothing more to say. I had a bad week, but I'm worried. I'm looking forward to the points four because um, now I'm, you know, I'm behind. Um, you know, I think I'm six. I think I'm six. So I'm dead, dead in the middle.
2: Yeah, I mean, Dee, Deej did have a good week, but if you take away Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, there's like, there's nothing there, and that, and it's the Jets. Like everybody feasts on the Jets. See, that's that's what's happening in the
0: season. I think the twelve guys in our league could beat the Jets. Honestly.
1: <laughs> um oh god maybe eckles pretty fast and square okay i don't want to get into this i'll spiral out
0: and we'll have to
2: have a, a spinoff podcast
0: well, about we'll it definitely have a spin off podcast. oh no one of the one of these weeks we have to make everyone's position in the offense so okay. who's playing who's playing center who's playing tight end who's playing wide receivers playing quarterback can we adjust all- our size and weight no okay. at, going in at, as we as we are all right all right back on topic
1: um this game, Greg, I'm so sorry, you only scored 62 points. Bad week when you gotta when you gotta when you got streamline running backs like that and you gotta figure out how to fill really like you have two really good starting running backs that are injured. You have two num- you have two top ten running backs and they're injured. And that's really it's really hard hold to fill, and it's really hard to pick and choose when the wire's so thin and things that we've already talked about. But I think the real thing here is like you were talking about Ben is Patrick Mahomes. And this mirage that he's creating on the Fantasy Empire, Fantasy Empire scored 112. Without Patrick Mahomes, he scored a third of their points.
0: And then but, you have to add it, you gotta add in Tyreek Hill too, who caught yeah. a big touchdown. So he has he has no one to really hang a hat on
1: on his offense right now
2: beside it it used to be a a used to be Amari Cooper uh but again the Dallas's offense is no it's the worst now without Dak Prescott and uh Joe Joe Mixon who knows if he's coming back anytime soon they think he is but and I mean he's already ruled out this week so who knows when we'll see him again so he really does need to ride Mahomes uh to wherever he's going to be and he's going to have tough matchups coming up so, I mean, and, and just one other thing here, I think Doji hit it on the head. With the, the decisions, even though even if you made your best decisions, you still wouldn't have beaten him, your bench scored more than your starters did by three points. And that's that's pretty difficult.
0: Yeah, but again, it doesn't show me you – know, it doesn't show me. And it was a bad week overall. Again, the most I think I would have scored if I did best ball would have been like mm-hmm. 85. So I still would have lost. I would have lost to most teams in the league this week. I'm not worried about a one week. I'm worried about what this looks like moving forward. Because if I make the right running back decisions until my running backs come back, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, When Sanders will be back next week because he's on a bye this week. So he'll be back from the injury. Eckler, I'm hoping week 12 he'll come back and, and to, to get some play. So I'm just worried a little bit moving forward um, how the tiebreakers may may line up because i've missed the playoffs twice based on points for tiebreakers and once uh we'll forget what year it was grasso and i tied on record and points four, and the third the second tiebreakers is a is a head-to-head matchup and grasso had beat me the one time we played that year so um i've been on the wrong I side of that points
1: four. Very, very clear that i don't remember any of that happening I do, I do
0: i do because i cried when i got the echo text that said that we have to have grasso go through because he beat you in the regular season in the regular season it was like a week three matchup yeah, too it was early it wasn't it wasn't like a week 12 matchup it was a week t- like three matchup it's okay remember remember that
1: time that jason went in through des bryant a touchdown
0: yeah we've had some really we've had some really important yeah, matchups
1: things that happened like last like by the by the skin of our teeth
0: yeah because i, I that's yeah yeah Skin of your teeth is a thing yeah, no, it's Grasso. I hope it doesn't come back again to a points for a matchup with us. Or maybe we'll meet in, in the playoffs and, and finally, I uh, make finally get to my revenge.
1: Yeah, no, that's what's gonna happen. Uh, I'm gonna score 61 points in the playoffs against you. <laughs> I'm, calling, I'm calling it right now. I would put money on that, folks. If you you heard it here to hear first.
2: Oh boy. Well, we'll see, uh, and we'll play that tape back if that does happen in our post our post playoff uh, podcast. So okay, so now that that wraps up our wrap up from last week so now we have a message from the Zach Moss fan club it was September 20th, 2020 the anchor The backbone of the mayhem went down and the words no first pick fantasy manager wanted to hear Christian McCaffrey is out four to six weeks. The slump began for the mayhem compiling a one in four record since then. But this Sunday, get ready for the return of the Mac seven and six. Here we come brought to you by the about damn time committee. All right. uh, So let's move in to the power rankings. Now, last week, we kind of dove in number by number and gave you a breakdown of what we thought. We're kind of going to just breeze through the top 12. I'll let you know if there's some movers and we'll have a general discussion afterward because we've got a special guest coming up afterwards. So we want to give this guest the, the proper amount of time. So, all right. So we'll start with number 12. It's Hasn't moved since last time. It's the weak side werewolves at 0 and 8. Still looking for the first win. Uh, At 11, Moose Mayhem hasn't changed. Number 10, we've got a dropper. uh, Just one space still in the bottom quarter of the league. It's the keeks to success. uh, And then dropping uh, a sad four spots
0: it's the wieners
2: wean dogs
0: is the sound necessary i'm on the podcast i'm i'm involved in this that just hurts that's just that's just a, that's this hurts for my feelings
2: well, i mean i got so, the soundboard for a reason i mean or i put it together i should say so i mean i'm gonna use
1: sound. that we were gonna use that sound for for specifically that for what people drop down the list and you drop four
2: spots I believe you were the one who made sure that I knew to do that
0: guys. You're you're, you're really, you're really letting everyone behind the curtains. This was supposed to be a, a, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we like being transparent here
2: at the podcast. We're very
1: forward and transparent. We like to let people in on the process.
2: So even though he was a big dropper uh, last week, uh, He moved up a couple spots this week to the eighth spot. And who knows, with the week coming up, maybe he can uh, move up (laughs) even more. It's uh, the Big X Bashers. Yeah, I know that sounds too loud. Uh, So coming in at number seven, moving up a spot, is the the Broken Clock Corollary. Uh, They won again. Uh, So number six, uh, not moving Anywhere in the rankings, it's the show me at number five, dropping a spot because he had a bad loss. It was the Spencer sack sniffers uh, number four with a big win. But who knows how long he'll stay there jumping up three spots. It's the Fitz magic and uh, the top three this week is the exact same top three we had going in it was the Fantasy Empire at three, the Venzaloons at two, and the Two Beers Too Deep remaining number one at the top of our power rankings. So my, goal, uh,
0: my I, goal is never to see that happy dance again on 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 the Zoom call from Chris Grosso. He's doing a little shoulder shimmy. It's it's quite uncomfortable for the, for everyone involved. First
2: place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can't deny it. I mean, still number one on points scored, six and two, best record. So that's what can you say? It's
1: been just luck, boys. Um, It's been just luck. And I will not take that for granted. I know there is a lot of skill that's involved in this and a lot of research. And you all know that I don't do a lot of that. So most of this is just luck and just hoping, hoping and praying.
0: Yeah, luck is luck. Luck also has a name. His name is Dalvin Cook. Oh, man.
1: But I didn't know. I didn't know. I was nervous to take Dalvin Cook. I didn't, I, because he's injury prone.
0: Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk, but let's also talk about how Ben, Ben, your, your team is really hot right now. You're it's, it's
2: really though. Here's the thing though. I mean, I've won four in a row uh, and I have the fourth most points scored in the league. I'm really close with uh Dej, who's a half a point ahead of me. But I'm, I feel like I'm doing it with smoke and mirrors, to be honest with you. I don't have great players on my team. I mean, I got lucky with T. Higgins. Uh, Corey Davis seems like he's coming on. Maybe Brandon Cooks. But CEH is now on a time share. Todd Gurley has got that arthritis. Uh, Kenyon Drake's been injured. I don't know how I am where I am, to be honest with you. At I, 4. But
0: here's the thing about fantasy is sometimes you get caught up on the names. You get caught up on the Julio Jones, the Michael Thomas, the Drew Brees. And those guys might not necessarily be the best players. They, they you know, they, they may have been in the past, but T Higgins is a great fantasy option this year. He's a wide receiver too, must start pretty much unless they play Pittsburgh, because you know, Joe Burrow, AKA Joey covers is going to throw dimes. So I think that, you know, I think that's what you've done, Ben, Ben you've done the best at starting out with a shitty hand and really improving the job, you know, with the, with the job you've done as an owner. Um, So there we go.
1: You've scored a lot of points and that's what I'm looking at is the overall average. You've been able to build a team that on average has done better as a whole and that will that's going to carry you through i think that your team does have some holes in it you're totally right it's not sh- very strong but i think exactly what greg is saying you have a lot of these younger names that are pulling points and getting looks that nobody else thought they would get like dark you have a lot of dark horse some hot takes on this team that are really taking off um and i think you have the potential to go I think you have the potential to win. You've scored a lot of points, and that's just what I'm going to harp on. You're, you're outscoring every, almost everybody else in our, in our division except for, for Vinny and I.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting few weeks. And, you know, you look into the strength of schedule coming up. Uh, I'm kind of middle of the road. Uh, you, Grasso, still have the easiest road to go. You still get uh, Moose and Dale and Jimmy and Deej. So it's going to be you you got a little bit of both of you actually are uh, one and two in the strength of schedule for how easy your schedule is coming up. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, a lot of these times we talk about what teams are good now, what teams are great what who we think is going to win it all. So much is uncertain. So much can change next week. Even we've got every single team, but. Three of them. So nine of our teams are either four and four or five and three. Any, As, anything can change.
1: Anything is possible. Every, I, I say it every week, every two weeks, things can change. I mean, I've won the last f- four weeks in a row. Five. Five weeks in a row, but I can lose the next four weeks in a row. And still I, mean, if, I mean,
2: if you think about it, before you won five weeks in a row, you were one and two. Yeah, so you it, look, you look at that, and you're like, "It's awful."
0: It's yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, I, I think the I think the the biggest thing it'll be interesting to see how the power ranking shift again in those two week windows because I think week to week there can be a little bit of flux, but it's those two week windows, especially when everyone's so tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, oh, God, I love the padding for Alba league can, this you, year. can you can you can you tell me who was ranked fourth two weeks ago? Is there any way to know that? We'd yeah. have to dive back into the text. I don't believe there the Department has that.
2: Yeah, I I don't have his. I only have change week to week. I don't have historical rankings. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
2: I think fourth a few weeks ago was Fitz though, if I recall, because he dropped big and then we bumped him back up this week.
1: Yeah, he's he's an ebb and flow. He's a big ebb and flow
2: team. But in like you said, that's a big big example. Just Fitz's wins uh, have shifted him. He was fourth, and then he was seventh, and now he's back up to fourth again.
1: Yeah, I mean his. I think his team is is good, but it has like if one ba- if you got one person that has a bad week, it, that's why I said injury is a big deal for him. But you can also just have one one shitty Tom. Tom Brady has like two shitty games a year. They're gonna happen. Tom Brady is gonna have two shitty games. He's already had his two shitty games. I'm pretty sure. So he's just gonna blast the rest of the year. Mm. I don't. I don't know what that was. He's just yeah. gonna blast the rest of the year. That's not good. Uh, I mean,
2: I, w- I was gonna let that slide. I, mean, yeah, I was no. gonna
0: let you. I was just gonna let you get to the next to the next segment. But that's just. Uh, yeah, we're gonna end it. Right, there. Move right along here.
2: All right, so yeah. uh, I think we've got an ad read coming up.
1: We we do have an ad read coming up. So we have we have a wonderful guest coming up today, and our Pause for All leg up hotline. Pause for All. Is leading the way in pet prosthesis with 3D printing and imaging to allow your pet <laughs> to allow your pet to pounce their to their full potential. Guests on the Pining Forward Podcast are brought to you by the Pause for All Leg Up Hotline. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit pauseforall.org. Ladies and gentlemen, live on the Pause for All Hotline, Leg Up Hotline, we have the manager of the Fitz Magic, Ryan Fitzgerald, live.
3: So, Ryan,
1: welcome. Good, welcome. How
3: are you, on, buddy? Uh, huge fan. Thanks for having me on.
1: Dude, it's it's great to see you. How you doing? Let's do. Let's get a little little. How you doing down in Texas? How are things?
3: Life's good in Texas, man. Uh, work's going well. Still at the same company. They keep promoting me and giving me more money. So, I'm hanging out in Texas for now.
1: That's that's great, man. So so you're the champ. It's uh it's etched in brass to live amongst legends for eternity. You I believe open. it. Champ number 1. So luck skill or ritual sacrifice to Alba, what brought you from worst to first?
3: All three. Now, uh- <laughs> oh. <laughs> like that. um I definitely did a shit ton of research um I was reading everything on ESPN, everything on Bleacher Reports. Uh, I was listening to multiple podcasts on Fantasy Football, Reddit, you name it. I was reading it and consuming it because I just had the greatest fear of coming in last again and just living with that shame. And I just I, I couldn't, couldn't do it again. Yeah, you don't
2: want to be in that two-timer uh, mouthbreaker club with uh, Grasso and Spencer. That's the last place. Larry?
3: Yeah. No, we, we, we can't have that. Can't have that. No, so, uh, terrible to swim in. yeah. So I did anything and everything to, uh, avoid, avoid that.
1: That's good. I, so, so you like, you did a lot of research behind your draft, a lot of knowledge went into it. You're, you're, yeah. one, you're one of two out of staters. You're down there in Texas is being by yourself on draft day. A blessing or a curse?
3: Ooh, uh, I think for me personally, it's probably a little bit of a blessing, uh, you know, not so much outside noise. You're focusing in on the players that you want. You get that hyper-focus as that sneak draft's coming. You can really plan ahead and see what you want to get. So uh, it's, it's kind of nice, you know? Um, as much as you know, I miss hanging out, watching football, drinking beers, ordering uh, pizza and Chinese food on Sunday Sunday afternoon with y'all. Uh, it is kind of it is kind of nice to be able to focus in at least for draft draft day.
0: You don't have Grasso coming. You don't have Grasso coming in without a not knowing how to turn on his computer or his phone being dead and throwing us <laughs> all off. And
2: uh, he was definitely trolling us. I still contest he was trolling us the whole time. <laughs>
1: Guys, as hard as I possibly could have.
3: Signing in and out of the draft from a softball game.
1: Uh, <laughs> God, I, because I've done it in the past. I have a terrible history of just shena- There was one time my phone died on the way to the draft and it automatically
3: drafted Marshawn Lynch. Just <laughs> That's not bad. Although I will say with the draft last year, um, I was at a friend's parents' house uh, for, I think it was what? Labor Day weekend, right? So we were at the, our friend's parent ho- parents' house on this lake and I had been drinking all weekends. Um, I had like just abandoned my phone 100% blackout, borderline blackout drunk. And uh, Steph just happened to walk into the room we were sleeping in and like, she's like, hey, Keegan just texted you. And he's like, hey, are you gonna make it to the draft? And she's like, I saw it, so I ran it out to you. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I would have totally botched everything. So uh, a text message from Keegan saved it. And uh, yeah, I was, I was really freaking drunk when I uh, drafted my
0: entire team: God damn it, Keegan, that's, that's an incredible story.
1: So many things had to come together for you to be able to even get your phone to be able to know they, yep. oh, man, that's phenomenal. That's a great story. You heard to hear first yep. on your.)
2: Phone <laughs> You know, it seems to be a running theme with champs in the league in their drafts. Uh, when I won, the, the year that I won, I was completely shit-faced in Florida when I was drafting. Drafting from my phone, which I almost never do. And uh, it ended okay. up r- winning the league. So I guess that might be part of the key is you just have to be super drunk
3: and not overthink it. That's good, it is, yeah. Just go off an instinct.
1: Natural bestiality instinct <laughs> your team your team is super stout fits it looks it looks phenomenal but it looks like it lacks a little bit of depth with your reach yep.
2: in,
1: you had a lot of recent acquisitions uh who do you like to pull you through to the playoffs
3: we're yeah we're we have been doing a little tinkering here uh definitely some morning stinker tinkers as well uh if you're a victim of my Sunday morning trade blast <laughs> <laughs> that's where some
1: uh, of the best work in America gets done
3: um i feel good um camara obviously is my king right now my team just just carrying the workload um and pretty much the main reason i'm involved in any sort of top top level conversations um and you know kelsey also has has been a, a solid anchor for me and you know tom brady being tom brady doesn't doesn't hurt anybody well doesn't hurt me age is
0: just a number is hey, just, just hey. a number. God, do I wish he was on my Patriots still.
3: <laughs> yeah, they might look a little different then, huh? Oh,
1: that would be a whole different team. Everyone would be putting up a d- totally different amount of points on – fan they would be actually fail- fantasy relevant. They're completely irrelevant, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, right now it's uh, completely uh, – and it's a shame. It's kind of sad just- you did. You've been doing a lot of trades, and I want to bring up one trade that caught my eye uh, for Madison. Uh, what was going What was going on there? Walk me through that trade and what you were. Trying uh, to
3: do. So I know Doge was after. Uh, I don't even remember his name. Josh Kelly, I think. Or I, I honestly, I keep keep forgetting which running back on the Chargers that I had. I couldn't remember his name. Um, but I knew he wanted him, and my goal was to get Madison, convince you that you needed him as a handcuff, and trade him to you in some sort of package to get a running back or better receiver. <laughs>
2: so, wait, are, are you just giving away your trade secrets right now to everybody? That <laughs> was,
3: that was t- no, that was the plan right there, and it totally backfired. And my my only hope now is that Dalvin Cook gets hurt, and I have a RB1 to plug in.
0: Uh-huh. It's, if you had just asked me, I could have told you that Grosso had no interest in Alexander Madison as a handcuff. I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and he just laughed at me.
1: I don't know what that Yeah. Was. Just get a new <laughs> running. Why would I get someone that's going to maybe play because someone's hurt? Why would I do that?
3: Because the running back running back land is barren. Oh, it's barren. It is barren. Mm-hmm. Also, the, I, was, I was getting a little uh, sick of having somebody as part of the Chargers backfield. It's just kind of been a mess lately. Um, even this past week, uh, Pope. Who's that? I don't know. Um, He looked like he was getting a a bulk of the carries as well. So um, I just kind of wanted to get out of that sticky situation. So I think it worked out all right. Um, We'll see. Uh, Anything anything can happen in this league.
1: Yeah, it's a super, super tight league. Uh, Fitz, we're going to take a jump into next week's schedule. You want to stick around and make some picks with us? Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, so Ben, take it, Let's uh, let's work through some games this week, and let's uh, let's see what's going on in the league.
2: So yeah, before we get started, uh, let's just look back at our uh, picks from last week. Uh, so I led the pack with a five and one record. Uh, Doge and Grasso both were four and two. And our guest, who was Eckle last week, uh, went four and two. So Fitz, you got to beat Eckle. You got to do better than four and two in your picks this week.
3: Uh, I so, four and two. All right.
2: So let's, let's get uh to it. Let's well, that's get to the most it. important thing.
1: echo was the one that made it two. <laughs> one, two, so. uh, Let's get ready to rumble. All
2: right, so we're gonna go into the uh first matchup of the week. Uh I chose my own matchup because I'm selfish like that, but it's the broken clock corollary versus Spencer Sacks, Spencer's Sack Sniffers. And both those teams are four and four. They need a win to stay relevant. Uh, I don't know how I feel, honestly, about my team. I have a lot of boomer bust candidates. So I could do well, I could not do well. But Spencer's guys he has are very consistent. So I'm going with Spencer this week. Uh, Doge, what do you think?
0: So I was looking at the matchup, and he, Spencer might need to make a running back move. Um, what was it? One of his running backs is hurt. Pulling it up now. I apologize. Um, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is is hurt. Is questionable and may not play. Ingram is questionable. Most likely not going to play. So uh, Daryl Henderson probably not going to play this week. So he's got a lot of running back questions. He might have to make a Sunday morning move. That being said, he he'll make an adjustment or one of those guys will play, I, I bet I just don't think you're – you've got a lot of tough matchups this week. I'm going to go Spencer.
2: All right. Grasso, what do you think?
1: Uh, man, so Spencer's team is really good right now, and I think he keeps rolling. He scored a good amount of points. I think he's going to level out next week. And But Ben, I think there's a lot of boom on your team. I think there's a big potential for boom. So we'll see. I think it's going to be tighter than this nine-point line that they're giving you right now, because uh, that running back situation that that was mentioned. But I'm going with the sack sniffers on this one. I think they're going to roll into the playoffs, man. I really do.
2: All right, and uh, that's right. what uh, do you think? Ah,
3: uh, man. I mean, looking at your best players on the uh, broken clocks, you got like Deshaun Watson, Gurley, Cooks. Um, I don't know. I just see Houston probably getting out big and running the ball, so I don't think they're going to be throwing around a ton, and I think you're just going to be stranded with points. So uh, I got to go mouth breather on this one.
2: I see how it is, everybody.
1: He's got a scary uh, team, man. He, he does. He sc- did his team's good. So do you, but that's the thing. You're both. You're both. You're both on fire right now, but he's. Um, he's doing a little bit. He's doing a little bit more. I think.
2: All right. So moving on to the Keeks, the success versus the show me a TDs. This is going to be a tough matchup for Keegan. He, uh, he obviously he's got Wentz on by and he hasn't found a replacement yet. And, you know, he's got no kicker right now, so he's going to have to plug those in. And even if he did plug those in, I think Jimmy's got too much going on for his team. So I'm going with the TDs. Uh, Grasso, what do you think?
1: Quarterbacks that he can plug in. Top three, Derek Carr, Nick Foles, Drew Locke.
0: Can I like – C- C- Carr's got a, ma- a good matchup though. So that – if he can make a move, a.k.a. whoever's listening to this podcast who has an empty bench spotter needs to drop somebody, pick up Derek Carr.
1: Yeah, I I think – but I think uh, Jimmy's got this win for sure this week. There's no chance kicking him in.
2: All right, uh, Fitz.
3: Uh, I mean, Keegs has got some people on his bench here as well um, that he. I feel like he could plug in. I'm gonna go Keegs on this one, just kind of dark horse.
0: it. All right, Doge. So When I made my notes, I originally picked Jimmy, but Zeke's is on a bad offense and he has not been good since Dak went down. I he's got some big players though. I'm gonna go with Jimmy, but just by a, a hair, just by a hair. I think if, if Keegan can get some big games, obviously, if you get big games, but I think if he can get one big game, I think he can pull it off.
2: All right. So moving on to the Fantasy Empire versus Two Beers Too Deep. You know, this is definitely a, uh, a possible finals preview, definitely a playoff preview. Both these teams are really good. Uh, it's going to be high scoring. But I, after the game that Mahomes and Tyreek Hill had last week, I don't think they're going to replicate that as much. I'm going with Two Beers Too Deep and it's just overall solid lineup. All right. Fitz, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I gotta go. Grasso as well. Um, De just scraping the barrel here. It looks like for running backs, and I
0: don't know. Grasso's just gonna keep on rolling on. Doge. I think these teams are almost identical if you really look at them. They both have really strong quarterbacks. They both have some questions at at running back, particularly with Grasso with with um, with that bitch Miles Gaskin going down. They both have really strong receivers. I think Pittsburgh's defense could score thirty points this week uh, against Dallas because <laughs> they're going to use practice squad quarterbacks. Um, I think I'm going to have to give the edge to Deej. Well, oh. okay, and Grasso. Uh,
1: as per tradition, I will never pick myself. Um, but also, I think Deej is just super lucky, and no one's going to show up on my team this week. Uh, everyone's going to be a dud. And Patrick Mahomes is going to chew up the Carolina defense. And it's going to be game over. So I'm going fantasy empire. That's my pick.
2: All right. All right. Moving on to the animal matchup the moose versus the doge. This one is is close, but I honestly think McCaffrey is going to come back. And even though he's mixed up with Mike Davis, I don't think he's going to get a full low workload coming back on his first game. Even though ESPN projects the Moose mayhem for a lot higher, I'm going to go with the wieners Wien Dogs. Uh, Doge, what do you think about your team?
0: There's a lot of question marks surrounding J- J- uh, Joe's team this week. Is, you know, get CMC coming back this week. He looks like he's going to play, but what's his role going to be? Is he going to be on a, you know, a snap count um, AB coming back granted the one week he played in new England last year, he looked unbelievable. So, but that's a big question mark. How much is Bruce Aaron, not just Tom Brady going to use him, but Bruce Arians going to throw him on the field. There's just lots of questions around Joe's team. If I make the right running back calls and I play the right two or right three, if Calvin Ridley <laughs> doesn't play, um, I think that I can pull it off. So I'm going to go – and i got some really easy matchup, matchups. So I'm going to pick myself. I'm going to go opposite of Grasso and just have, be, again, overly confident in myself.
2: Uh,
3: right, Fitz. Yeah, I think I like De- Doge's uh, team on this one. He's just got a little bit more consistent players. You know, Josh Allen's pretty boomer bust. McCaffrey is, could be a little bit of a question mark. Maybe he's on a pitch count. Um, yeah. Yeah. There All right. Yeah, uh,
1: Um if, if CMC plays, I think he's gonna not be hundred um, percent. And they have such a good way to win with Mike Davis right now. Why would they change that formula? um if they're playing one of the hottest offenses in the history of the nfl why would you change something that's working um i do think he's going to get a lot of like passes in the flat uh because bridgewater is just not gonna have time and he's gonna need to dump it off so we'll see um but uh there's a lot of holes in wiener's running back and he's gonna try to stream the right running back again this week uh is it jk dobbins is he gonna show up again um I want moose for the I win. Want um, I want moose for the win this week.
0: Yeah. The one point I will add is a high ankle sprain, a severe high ankle sprain like Christian McCaffrey had. Saquon Barkley had a very similar injury last year when he came back from it. Even though he played, he wasn't the same running back. That's all I'm saying. I'm adding more, uh, adding more onto my pile. So sorry, Ben. You, you're did you pick already? Yes, I did. Okay, so we're good. <laughs> okay. So normally. Yes, uh,
2: No, we're good. Uh, So since normally when we talk about Dale's team, I play the Draymond Green nope sounder because I always ask, is he going to win? Nope. And the next matchup is Echol versus the weak side werewolves. And to be honest with you, I don't know if he's going to lose this week. I don't know if he's going to win. His team is incredibly close matched with the big X bashers. Lamar Jackson had a very down week. And even though Indianapolis has one of the best pass defenses in the NFL, yeah, uh, I think that he is going. He's going to rebound. I think Deontay Johnson, who had a terrible week last week in his first week on the weak side, werewolves. He's going to have a rebound game. Pittsburgh loves to rotate who the feature wide receiver is. Uh, but that being said, uh, DK Metcalf can still go off at any point in time, and he, just him alone is going to tip the Big X bashers to me to say he's going to win. So, Grasso, what do you think?
1: Um, all right, so I think oh, – this is going to be hard. <sighs> I'm going to say it out loud. I think Dale's going to win. Um, I think Lamar Jackson lost the ball four times last week. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance, and I think Dale is going to beat Eckle. Uh, also, because how poignant would that be for – Probably Dale's only win of the season to be against Echel. Uh, It would probably crush his spirits. Um, I'm going Dale. I think I think Jackson shows up, and I think he carries his team. Everyone else on his team is is, is a solid pickup. We got Keelan Allen's going to score points. Waller's going to score points. Um, I think it's a weak side werewolves week.
2: Yeah, I mean, if 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 Dale wins, we're going to have so many new custom
0: sounders to add to our podcast. <laughs> All
3: right, so uh,
2: Doge, what do you think?
0: So Dale's got some really good matchups. Besides Lamar, like 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 Grasso said, you going to get or Ben said you're going to get. He's going against Indianapolis, which is a great defense. Um, so I think he's got some great matchups. I think you're right when it comes to the Pittsburgh receivers that Deontay Johnson, Claypool. You know, Juju do rotate, mostly mostly Juju, or not Juju, mostly um, Claypool and Deontay Johnson, they rotate. But they also do the same thing in Seattle. Remember last week, Tyler Lockett was the one that scored all the touchdowns. This past That's week, true. it was DK Metcalf. I think, again, it's going to rotate, and I think Deontay Johnson will have the big week. I think DK Metcalf will have a down week. I think Claypool is going to have a mediocre week. This matchup really comes down to me to the Pittsburgh wide receivers and which one gets the touches. I'm also going to agree with Grosso. I think Dale's going to get his first win. It feels weird to say, but I think he's just got some really good matchups this week. All right, and Fitz, what do you think?
3: Oh, man, Uh, some compelling arguments here just thrown out. Um, it pains me to say, but I think I'm going to go with echo on this one. Um, And I have a feeling it's actually going to come down partially between the running backs here. Um, Who's going to get more carries between Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette and the Tampa Bay game. Um, And I got a feeling David Johnson might have a much bigger game than Devin Singletary will ever think to imagine he can have. All
2: right. So we got, Split, a couple of splits this week. That's nice to see. All right, so we saved uh, the best for last for our special guest. So the final matchup we're looking at is the Vinzaloons and the Fitzmagic. And, you know, both teams are good. But Vinny's team, that that top line of Russell Wilson and Derrick Henry and James Conner and Tyler Lockett, it's, it's a, a lot to handle. I mean, even with Alvin Kamara and Tom Brady, I don't know if Naeem Himes is even going to come close to scoring what he did last week. So for those reasons, I'm going with the Vinsaloons.
3: Uh, Grasso, what do you think?
1: Um, this is going to be a very high scoring game. I don't think Lockett comes close to what he scores last week. Uh, I think Derek Henry is going to pull below what he's projected just like last week. Um, what I do see is the New England Patriots playing the New York Jets and always got a love a matchup versus Sam Darnold. He will give you the ball whenever you want it. Just ask him nicely, um, and he'll either put it on the ground or put it in your hands. Um, so I'm going to have to go with um, with the Vinzaloons on this one. I think Hines can't show up again like he did last week. He, he's got a lot of heavy hitters but Vinny's power is just too much. Also, Henry could go off for 40 points, so. and I could be completely wrong.
2: So uh, for the record, it fits. Uh, Grasso has chosen to lose two weeks in a row. Uh, So uh, who do you you think is going to win this?
3: Um, I mean, I got to go with myself. I think I'm going to pull it out. Um, I don't think Naheem Hines uh, shows up like he did at all last week, but uh, he was, that was kind of a waiver, waiver wire miracle there. Um, but I don't know if Derek Henry is going to have as big game as uh, he usually does. I, anytime teams play Chicago, it seems like it's a low scoring game. Um, same with Buffalo. I know Seattle's really good. Um, the Buffalo D is not quite what it used to be, but you know, there's at Buffalo, it's getting a little colder out. Maybe there, there's a little home field advantage there. But, um, I don't know. I just got to kind of hope and pray that uh, Antonio Brown's uh, shares eat into Chris Godwin more than Mike Evans and they keep using Mike Evans in the red zone. So, and I think if that's the plan, then that's my path to victory.
0: All right. And uh Doge. So just so everyone's aware, Vinny is currently projected At 131 points, his average team score, uh, based on the team averages so far, is 133.76. Fitz, your your average is also 130 points, which is fantastic. But that – those (sighs) – his players are so good. And then Vinny's players are so good. They have the great matchups too. James Connors playing Dallas. We all know how bad they are. Like you said, Buffalo's defense isn't great. And he's got both Wilson and Lockett. Um, Kansas City can give a big passing game. Robbie Anderson could have a really good week. The Godwin piece is interesting too. Uh, I agree. And again, the Pats defense could have an, a big week. Um, could be like a you know top three defense fantasy-wise. You do have some good matchups too, Fitz. I think this one will be a high scoring. I'm thinking like, a, you know, one of those 135 to 130 games. But I think Vinny is going to edge it out based on a big performance. I think he's going to have one one bigger performance than you have. And I think that's why he'll pull it out. Yeah, this looks like one of those weeks where everybody,
2: where you two will be able to have beaten everybody else, except for the two that you're facing each other. That's
0: a great point, Ben.
2: It's a great point. So, all right. So that wraps up our week matchups. So that's kind of does it for us today at the podcast. Uh, normally we'd get some breaking news by now. I didn't get to use that breaking news sounder, but here we are. So thank you all for uh, another great episode. Thank you, Fitz you. for. If you want
1: to hit the breaking news sounder, I'll just read off the first thing that's on my newsfeed.
2: Um, let me see if I still have it up.
1: <laughs> Canadian cannabis company agrees to buy US craft beer maker Sweetwater, known for its 420 lager. Swear to god, the first thing I like.
0: They're always listening. They're always no, listening.
3: No lie. I've had that lager before. It's actually pretty good.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, we'll leave you. Fitz, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, it was a great podcast. Uh, With me, as always, is Greg Marcoux and Chris Grasso. I'm Ben, Ben Max, reminding you all to win your week.